everybody welcome to the alaska cast today we have monty pearson with us and he is a good samaritan based in the fairbanks area and he just this winter alone has thawed out started and otherwise rescued about 300 cars nearly 300 cars from the fairbanks and north pole area so monty welcome to the show we're very happy to have you hey thanks for having me appreciate it Perfect. And so tell me how this works, how this got started. Um, I know I see a lot of your posts and other people's posts on Facebook, but did this just start one day? Yeah, well, last it started actually last winter. Um, uh, just had some time on my hands and I had all the equipment. And I, I was noticing a few people in some of the community pages. Um, out, I live off Chena Hot Springs Road, and so I was following on that page and... Um, people were asking, you know, Hey, my, my vehicles froze up and somebody give me a hand. And I was like, well, I got stuff and I'm, I, I had some time and <clears throat> I was, uh, in between, I'm a, I'm a construction worker and do snow removal in the winter. So had some downtime with the cold when it doesn't snow, you're really not doing any snow removal. So I went out and helped people out and they offered me some money. And I just, in, I just was like, no, it's okay. You know, uh, just, uh, pay it forward someday, you know? And that's how it started. And I did about eight to 20 vehicles, I think, total last winter. It didn't really catch on. Um, you know, it was more, it was later in the year. So it was, uh, I think it was right around this time last year, uh, maybe a little later in the year. So it was pretty much the last cold, cold snap of the, of the winter. And, and uh, then come this year, right before Christmas, you know, watching the weather and stuff and, um, noticed it was going to just start dropping below 30 below. So I thought, well, I'll do it again. And, um, I put up a post on the Fairbanks, Alaska page, which my thought was, is reach out to more people that way. Instead of just the smaller community pages, I got maybe a hundred people or so in them and, uh, got, you know, Fairbanks, Alaska page got 50,000 followers and took off from there and been, uh, been grinding it out, you know, uh, gone rigs left and right and, and, uh, jump starting them and getting them, getting people's rigs going and just kept the pay it forward thing going. And it's, uh, it's sort of taken off and, and, uh, it's inspired quite a few people, which is, you know, which is great. That was the whole goal in this is, you know, being raised in Fairbanks. Um, that was the norm, you know, 20 years ago is, Right. or longer that you know somebody was broke down on the side of the road three or four vehicles would pull over right away uh to make sure they're okay or you know um when it was cold and uh um one of my fondest memories was um i was about i'd say about seven years old and um my dad come home with this couple um they were driving the old fairbanks north star borough bookmobile and uh they got, they slid off the road, got sucked off, uh, off McGrath road. Cause it was still narrow back then. And, uh, uh, they got leaned over too far. I guess the engine died. They were starting to get cold. And so my dad brought them home. It just, you know, and so they could call somebody that was before cell phones, of course. And, mm. and so they were able to call for, you know, a tow truck and, and everything. And 
but it's just one of those memories that that's the way Fairbanks was, you know, mm. and it seems to everybody, you know, with cell phones and, and technology nowadays, you can just reach out and get a hold of anybody. So the good Samaritan part of it, you don't seem to notice it as much on social media. And um, I just, you know, I figured to just go out and do my thing and try to inspire others. And here we are 277 vehicles later and counting. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. I, I, I grew up here in Fairbanks too. And I, I remember, I mean, we used to, it seems like just keep our cars unlocked and just kind of walk around the street. And whenever I remember mm-hmm. that exact feeling of, of being part of a community. And it does seem that with the influx of, of Facebook and internet and the cell phones and everything, um, that it, it seems a little less pleasant, a little less like a, like a one group of people trying to live well together since then. But I, I mean, I, I'm part of that right. Facebook Alaska group and that's, that's how I found you. And I reached out to you there. Um, and I've seen, yeah, those are, that's, your work there has touched a lot of people who've been very grateful uh, of those 277 uh, cars this winter. Have, have any of them really stuck with you? Um, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> actually a couple have, but, um, uh, young military wife, probably my guest, 21 years old. Um, she, trying to sell a ve- her vehicle because she got a newer one or something. And she tried for two days to get it running. It was parked over on the uh, for sale lot on Fort Wainwright. And they tried and tried and tried, and there's no power out there. And um, they tried jump-starting, tried to get it run, couldn't get it going. And so she finally messaged me, and I went over there. Uh, and with my, with my pickup, hooked up jumper cables, she gave me the keys. I got in it about, oh, I don't know. It took about three or four or five minutes. And as soon as it started running, she just, she just started bawling. Mm-hmm. You know, she was just like, just couldn't believe it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she just, she, she was so frustrated with the vehicle that I think it was just a huge weight off her shoulders. Right. And, uh, you know, and once she calmed down and stuff and she, she tried to offer me money and I said, no, 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 no. Just pay it forward someday to help somebody out. Oh, here we go. Crying again. You know, she just couldn't believe it. Um, they're from the South, you know, and just moved up here and her husband got deployed right away. And, you know, and she's got the weight of the world of her family on her shoulders, you know, because, you know, they move up here and her husband immediately gets deployed. And that is something that, you know, sticks with a person is wow you know here's this lady you know trying to be the strong wife and has you know very little support other than fellow military wives and stuff um and 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 it just it was just such an overwhelming feeling for her that you know she broke down emotionally because of it and thanked me and we're actually friends now to this day on facebook and you know and that that's my biggest thing is with our deployed soldiers, you know, Alaska is a whole other animal. Um, right. The climate, you know, can really affect a lot of people and, and they're not informed on how to take care of their vehicles. Right. Um, they're told, yeah, you need heaters and stuff like that. But I, I really think a lot of people that are brought up here from the military have no clue because 
I would say 70% of the vehicles I've helped out are because of military families that just didn't know what their vehicles needed. Wow. Wow. It, it, yeah, it's a, it's a huge issue. I've seen likewise people. Um, I used to work in an insurance office here in town. Um, and it was all too often okay. that people would come up with, uh, you know, they would drive up with vehicles from the lower 48 or they would come up here and they would buy these, you know, two wheel drive, rear wheel drive mm-hmm. Mustangs, things like that, or, or cars that just aren't built yeah. for the winners up here. Um, and then when things got right. bad, you don't realize how important a car is to you until, you know, it doesn't start when you want it to. And then you're stuck. You can't do anything. Um, it, yeah, that's awful. Correct. Good on you. Yeah. How, how did you get into, I mean, where, where did you f- first get the skills needed and the gear to like get into this, to, to start thawing out these vehicles or, um, or doing other. Oh, well, I mean. Growing up here, of course, my dad, you know, I mean, he had the saw pan already. He bought this saw pan from Wilbur, Wilbur Brothers Sheet Metal 40 years ago. Um, so we we have that. We've always had space heaters. So, you know, um, it's it just some of that stuff is you probably could ask a bunch of old time Alaskans up here, you know, um, do you have a space heater and do you have a saw pan? Probably would say about. I would say better than half would say, oh, yeah, yeah, out in my shed or, you know, out back, you know. It's just one of those, some of that stuff. So growing up, my dad, you know, seeing my dad having to help family and friends and stuff, you know, that out with, you know, rigs or, or even his own rigs, and you know, because it got – I mean, we, we haven't seen 60 below in a lot of years. But I remember as a kid seeing it, seeing it here, you know. Yeah. Um, so – you know, and that kind of stuff, even with block heaters and oil pan heaters and stuff, 60 below zero on older rigs, we're talking rigs of the 80s, not the newer fuel injection, supercomputer controlled, you know, carbureted vehicles. You know, they were, they were, they were stubborn back then. So, you know, sometimes a little extra boost, you know, is what you needed to get your rig running on a 60 below day. Um, and so just growing up with it and, you know, being somewhat mechanically inclined. I'm not a mechanic. Um, you know, I, you know, I can troubleshoot some of the symptoms and stuff. I've got friends that are mechanics that I consult if, if I am having problems with a vehicle. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I'm up to 277 and out of those, I think I've only had eight failures and they were mechanical failures. They were problems before I even got there that the people didn't know about. Um, they just thought it was cold and didn't know. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just growing up here, no, and then firsthand knowledge is all. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, it, I I also remember those winters where it would be weeks at a time, sometimes months. Um, it would be very, very, very cold with maybe a few days respite. But I don't think the last several mm-hmm. winters. This winter was a little bit cold for a few weeks right around Christmas, like when you uh, when you started up again. But uh, before that, the last couple years were were pretty easy all, all told um, yeah yeah i mean where i work uh, where i work if it's colder than 30 below we don't take equipment out well last year they only had one day of colder than 30 below where equipment didn't go out so far we've had uh, over a week where you know we couldn't take equipment so we're already definitely more cold got more cold weather this year than we did last year so and we still got more tonight Supposed to be down to thirty-eight below tonight. 
Right. Right. And you work nights. Um, so when, when do you find the time to do all this? Uh, it seems like it takes a lot of time to, to thaw everything out and be with the car and make sure everybody's all right. Well, when I was, when I wasn't working, I was, I was really putting in the time and stuff. Um, you know, uh, when I first started out, I was going from about seven in the morning till about midnight, helping people out. Um, now that I'm work, I'm back to work. Um, I work nights, yeah, from like 7.30 p.m. till 4 a.m. Unless we get a snowfall, then I work till 7 a.m. Then I come home, sleep, get up around noon, and then I have the whole afternoon to help people out and then go to work. Wow. So uh, back to work at 7.30 p.m. Wow. And, and you've never taken so, a dollar for any of this work? No, not a dollar. I won't take any money for it at all. I've had people give me baked goods, you know. Right. How do you refuse some, you know, homemade, sure. you know, banana bread or zucchini bread? I mean, that's pretty hard to refuse. Um, but typically, I don't take anything, and they try and try, and I just tell them, pay it forward to somebody in need. I have food, I have a job, I have, you know, I don't need my fuels covered. Um, I have a, a sponsor who, you know, a couple sponsors that have offered to buy my fuel, and one that does, and and so, you know. Um, uh, I, it doesn't cost me anything. It's just my time. I'm just giving my time to the community in a way that's a niche for me. Um, and it, there's other people who are doing it now and, um, and because of it, which is great. And um, it's branched off into other helping services um, that, you know, as far as I know, nobody's, you know, taken a penny for either. So, you know, it just, yeah, not a penny taken. Wow. Great. It really has shocked a lot of people. <laughs> they just can't comprehend it. Right. <laughs> and I think a lot of that, or maybe not all of it, but a lot of it seems to be that a lot of the groups on Facebook around the community, there's not a lot of positivity in those. I think whenever I, I scroll through <laughs> theirs, other than posts like yours now, um, a lot of it seems to be complaints or just sort of negative news, maybe two thirds of it or something like that. Um, have you, have you seen that? Yeah. Or even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bit of a, um, a shock because when, when I talk with people, um, I think when I've started conversations with people, maybe a decade ago, it was more hopeful, but now I think a lot of that has sort of seeped into, um, a lot of what's online has seeped into sort of the everyday conversation. Uh, and it's, it's too bad. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and yeah, a lot of it's politicized and 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 a lot of crime and thefts and and that and you know and that was another thing too is and that I the reason why I started posting so much and um is because I got sort of tired of seeing nothing but negative stuff also. Right. Um people needed to see something positive out there and nobody else was doing it at least in a visual side of it. Um, that's one of the biggest complaints of haters that I've got is, is glory seeking. And it's like, well, my question, you know, I, I, I asked them back and the question back to them is, well, how do you inspire others without showing them? Well, right. you shouldn't have to, well, no, no, you shouldn't have to, but you know what? Somebody does because it's not being done. You're not, you're not seeing the positive inspiration. Yeah. Once in a while somebody says, Hey, thanks to the car who bought my coffee at the coffee shop. 
that's great. But there's more to it. It's more than just buying somebody's coffee, you know, it's having an impact on somebody else's life and other people seeing it going, Hey, this guy is helping complete strangers. Why can't we do the same thing? Right. And a lot of your posts, most of them end or most of them have, have a hashtag with, you know, or a, a saying yeah. to, to pay it forward. Um, and have you yeah. seen the people, has anybody reached back out to you about um, after you helped them giving back in some way? Yeah, actually I have. Um, last winter, uh, a couple people messaged me um, in the summer said that they were going, I think, what it was, I'm trying to remember. I think they were going down to Denali Park or, or Valdez. I can't remember which one exactly. I'd have to go back and look. But um, uh, that there was an old couple on the side of the road, there, and they people stopped. Well, um, they had a flat tire, and they were older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the couple got out and helped them dig the spare tire out and change their tire. And they said they did that because of what I had done for them. Otherwise they wouldn't even given it a second thought. And I was like, wow, that's great. That's one of those moments that you go, this is worth it. 100% of what I've put into it right now. Wow. That's, that's incredible. That's a a great story. And you mentioned earlier that um, there were a few businesses that were sponsoring you or helping you kind of do all this. What businesses are those? Um, Bar- Justin Barron at Barron Realty. He's a, a fairly, he's a friend of mine, um, actually from the stock car racing community, started up as a realtor. And um, I made up the post looking, you know, because I was out of work at the time and I couldn't really afford to dump all the fuel. He, I put up a post and he was within five minutes that I'm on it. He says, I got your fuel. And I was like, great. And so he's been with me. I've had other businesses approach me, um, wanting to sponsor my fuel. And I just, I'm, you know, Hey, I'm, Justin's got me covered. So, um, yeah. So I hashtag Baron realty. It's sort of a way of on the Fairbanks page. They have very strict rules about, uh, advertising businesses and stuff mm-hmm. and they've allowed the hashtags. So um, it's my way of at least thanking a business, you know, for being part of this um, auto trim design and street sounds have helped me out with uh, dash cam uh, for my vehicle because I've had a couple sketchy incidences um, with people and uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, probably could have ended up a lot worse than it actually did. So they, you know, they helped me out with the dash cam and stuff. Um, and, uh, uh, Ben out at first stop shop in North pole. He, uh, my truck broke down after that 40, 40 blow, um, weather. And I just like, Hey guys, sorry, I can't come out and help. I was getting, 30 to 50 messages a day. Um, people need help. And I was, I was broke myself. And then, yeah. uh, I put up a post and next thing you know, Ben got a hold of me and said, Hey, bring your truck out here. And I was like, okay, cool. Can I set up a payment plan? Um, and he said, just bring your truck out here. We'll, we'll, we'll get you squared away. And I said, all right, cool. Got out there. And he, uh, he goes, Hey, uh, Lithia's buying all the parts, giving us all the parts. Uh, AutoZone gave us all the fluids. 
And he said, my labor's free. We're fixing your truck. Here, have my truck and go continue your thawing. So I totally unexpected. Um, didn't they, they fixed my truck up and in a day and I was back in it in that afternoon. So, um, you know, the community basically helped me back out. You know, I, I was fine with making a payment plan, but they, yeah, absolutely not. I said my money was no good there. So, um, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Just, you know, something like that is, it's sort of, it's like, wow, <laughs> what I've done has inspired businesses to even help out, you know? Right. Um, yeah, it was me, but helping others, but they didn't have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's circular. If, if you help somebody and, and you mm-hmm. know, they, they, they're able to give back at some later point, then it really makes the whole community stronger. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's been just a very, you know, crazy ride that I, I never expected, you know, um, I mean, Saturday I'm flying down to Anchorage for a TV show. <laughs> um, I mean, it's caught wind in Anchorage. Um, all, you know, Chris Caps from the news miner, she was the first to catch the story and she begged me and begged me. And I was like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to do enough, you know, be in the news or anything. And she says, listen, you are inspiring other people do this and she says i'll be very you'll you'll be happy and it was a great article i'm glad i did it and it's pranced off into radio um local you know news stories and now i'm going to anchorage and and uh see what happens down there on this tv show that i got invited to represent fairbanks for wow that's awesome what what, what kind of a tv show is it uh it's called one alaska um it's a community form of Alaskans around the state um, to talk about ways of improving life in Alaska, and uh, it's on KTUU. Actually, probably by the time your your show comes out, it'll already aired. It's live on Sunday, this coming Sunday. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, th- um, I think I think it'll be out a little bit after that, but I'll. Uh, I'm sure the recording yeah. will be available somewhere. Yeah. Right. And then they're going to let us know so that we, we can, you know, we can all post it up and, and show it and stuff. So, and I've actually put up a post, uh, asking community impact, what's their thoughts? So, you know, I have mine, but you know, I do live in a community that's a lot of people. So, you know, um, but it's great. You know, it's, 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 um, inspired a lot of people and that's, that's, you know, the whole thing about this is just inspiring others to help others for no reason, not for any financial gain. Yeah, I could have gone out and charged 40, 50 bucks a saw, you know, yeah. but I think the, I think, I think the, the, the reward is of inspiring and helping others for nothing other than just to do it and get them to do it becomes a snowball effect. That's awesome, Monty. That's awesome. And I know you're going to be pro- you're going to go into this on the the show. Um, but in your opinion, what are, what are what are the greatest challenges sort of facing Alaska and Fairbanks um, in the future in the next twenty years, thirty years? Uh, it's a big question. So, um, you know. it's a big question. Um, boy, I don't know. I mean, I I would say a lot of fiscal responsibility on the state's part. 
Um, you know, uh, we've got to, you know, we're putting a lot of burden on property owners for paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got to come up with a way to spread that burden, I think, in my opinion, um, or find other revenue streams. Uh, crime, uh, this revolving door of, you know, um, thefts and stuff where people are just, they're just getting slaps on the wrist. Um, you know, there's no real consequences, you know, um, the vehicle thefts are just crazy here in Fairbanks. Um, 90% of them are joy rides or moments of opportunity, especially in the winter time. Um, we've heard about that for years living here. You know, somebody goes out, starts their car, goes in the house and somebody walking by takes the car. Well, they're not stealing the car to, for anything other than I don't want to walk across town. So they take your car and go over and abandon it. And that's, you know, but there's no consequences for it. You know, it doesn't, doesn't seem like you get arrested and then they turn around and out right away because you know, the, the, prison system and I don't know, overpopulated or, or just over, overstressed. Um, boy, it, it just, it's the list could go on and on and on. Right. Um, you know, there's environmental concerns. Um, the wood stove issue, the PM 2.5 is a big issue. It's heated debates. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, Personally, I love a wood stove. I love the heat of it. Um, but I understand, you know, you got to breathe. But, right. you know, I, that's just such a, you know, hard debate to have with people on um, with it. I think it's ridiculous to tell people that, you know, yeah, you you only have to use oil heat um, uh, during these containment times because, it's 40 below zero. Well, I've got friends that live in houses that only have a Toyo stove and at 40 below their Toyo doesn't keep up. So they have to burn wood to keep it comfortable in their house or keep their house from freezing. Um, I grew up with a wood stove. We didn't have any other source of heat, you know, here in Fairbanks. So we had a wood stove. We burned a lot of wood in the winter. Um, and electricity, you know, is expensive. So these are some of the things that people want me to talk about is, you know, we need to find ways, you know, all the cost of living. Um, the rental market is just insane right now in, in Fairbanks. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, just there's just so many topics a person can go on and on about. Uh, but the, those are some of the key ones that I know that, you know, people have mentioned and talk about. But my thing is just more of my approach on the show is basically I'm hoping to just spread more of inspire others to help others. You know, um, I don't want to get highly political or anything like that um, because no matter I mean, even people want me to run for office. I'm like, you're crazy. You people like me. Why would you want to hate me? Well, <laughs> not not very many well liked politicians out there. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, you should run for office, and I'm like, really? You like me, so hmm, run for office, so then you can hate me because I 
believe in something you don't believe in? No. No, that's okay. I'll leave the politics to the politicians. I'll just work and play. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome, Monty. And just one last final question. Do you have anything else you want to say to people in Fairbanks, people in Alaska? Um, just enjoy it. I mean, there's just so much stuff that's offered here for, I mean, truly, I've lived in different states, and Alaska is truly one of the freest states. Um to live in um you know yeah it's 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 changing and it's evolving but where else can you walk outside get on your atv in your driveway take off and go off and go riding you can't do that a lot in the other in, in the other states you have to trailer it up you have to go to an off-road vehicle area to go ride you gotta buy a permit um you want to cut a tree down in your yard because it's, you know, blocking a little bit of sunlight. You can do that. You don't need permits. Appreciate the little things. That's the big thing that Alaska has to offer. It's just the little things to appreciate rather than stressing about the politicians and, and everything else. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's truly one of the most magical places to live. And I've left many times and I've always come back you know, and cause this is home. Awesome. Thank you, Monty. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on the thank show. You. Appreciate you. Appreciate your answers and uh, thank you for everything that you're doing for our community. Thank you for uh, letting me have me on your show. I really appreciate it. Helping me get the word out. The Alaska 